Is everybody in? Is everybody in? The podcast is about to begin. Graveyard Grumbler Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 93 of the Graveyard Grumbler Podcast. I am your host, Tino Romero Jr., a.k.a. The Graveyard Grumbler. Today's episode, we are leaving Toronto. It's too cold for me up there. Sarah, I do appreciate the topics that you referred or that you suggested. I'm glad I had a pleasure doing them. But I'm heading back to Texas where it's warm. Today, we're, we're heading back into Texas. We're going to do something. I think I've covered it once before, but I'm not too sure. But today, we're going to do a missing persons case. I guess it's kind of like a cold case file, but it's more specifically a missing person. And since I'm here in Texas, there's a lot of missing people in Texas, I'm sure, all around the world. It seems mostly around border states that a lot of people go missing. Texas, New Mexico, Arizona, Washington, you know, stuff like that. Those, those uh, California, places like that, close to the border, there's a lot of people that go missing. But today we're in Texas. It's too cold in Toronto. We're here in the United States. I'm in good old warm Texas. And today's episode is going to be about Brandon Lawson. This was suggested by a coworker who put this bug in my ear about this missing person. I never really heard about him. I mean, I heard a little bit, but I didn't really go into detail since it wasn't really something interesting. And when he told me about it, I was like, oh, well, then I'll go ahead and do a, an episode about it. Let's see how it, how it comes out. Let's see what, what, what all this is about. But first, before I even get started, I do want to apologize for my last episode, the Ken and Barbie episode, I, I feel like I was a little more opinionated than I usually am. And a lot of people tune in not to hear my over opinionated self. They like to hear exactly what the topic is with a little bit of sprinkle of my opinion and commentary on it. But I feel that in my last Ken and Barbie episode that I, I was just a little too overly opinionated and I let the best, I let my emotions get the better of me in the episode. So I do want to apologize for ruining that episode. If you want, I can redo it with less, with less commentary, with less opinion. I mean, I won't take my opinions out all the way, but I will lessen them. That way they don't ruin the episode. So for that, I do apologize. And from here on out, I give you my grumbler word and honor that I will try not to be so overly opinionated. It's going to be hard. But I mean, I still give my opinion, but not as much. But today's episode, episode 93, we're going to learn about the missing person of the missing person's case of Brandon Lawson out of San Angelo, Texas. Again, a coworker told me about this and I didn't really know too much about it. So I started doing a little bit of research and I was like, oh shit, it's pretty interesting. So let's go ahead and get into it. So who is Brandon Lawson? Brandon Lawson was a 26 year old young man from San Angelo, Texas. He had been with his fiance, Ladissa Lofton, for the last 10 years, and the couple had three children. Brandon also had a child from an early relationship. By all means, Brandon was a caring and attentive father. You know, I see this a lot. I see this out. As soon as people start going missing or something tragic happens, the better of them starts coming out, even though they might have been some sort of dirtbag. And on the side note, Brandon was severely had a heavy addiction to, to drugs, According to this research, he had been sober for around six months prior for, but right before he he went missing. Again, I, I'm not. I don't. I don't doubt the guy was a good father or an attentive father. I'm not. I'm not taking that that credit away from him. But what I am saying is that a lot of times when people go missing or something tragic happens, people just start talking about the positive. But so far, we don't have anything too suspicious going on. So let's figure out what's going on. It's a difficult case for many reasons. Not only was Brandon Lawson in contact with his brother Kyle minutes before he disappeared, but they were also in the same area, perhaps yards, just yards, perhaps some distance, even yards apart. Well, the crazy thing about Texas, and I know that a lot of places, Salt Lake City, a lot of open plains are, are similar to, to the plains here in Texas, out in the country. But, when you're out in a distance and you can see somebody, a lot of times they can't see you just for the, 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 the direction that you're standing or how far you're standing. It's, it's a little, it's a little, it's, it's a, what is it, like a mirage type deal where you think someone is a lot closer that they, than they really are. And so in this case, it makes sense where they might not have been able to see each other, but one may have been able to spot the other. And here in Texas, I mean, all you have to do is really stand behind a hill 
some brush or some sort of uh, veg, uh, vegetation in order to, to, to be out of sight for people looking at you, but in sight for you looking at other, for looking for you checking out other people. Brandon Lawson was 26 years old when he went missing on August 9th, 2013. It's a puzzling case for many reasons. Not only, oh wait, I think I already read that. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. So it's a, it's a puzzling case for many reasons. Not only was Brandon in contact with his brother, Kyle, moments before he disappeared. So what happened to him? What happened to Brandon? Why, why, did, why is Brandon Lawson on the missing persons? And why is this such a curious case? And a lot of people have covered this case. I didn't know that. There, apparently, this case has been going around for quite some time. Of course, here in Texas, there, there's, they, there's a lot of interviews, a lot of news reports, a lot of podcasts regarding Brandon Lawson. Just for the fact that he's Texan and people in Texas do more research and more exposure on fellow Texans. I mean, it's, it's just something here in Texas that people do. So what happened to him? Let's fight. Let's figure that out. Brandon had a conflict, conflict with his long-term girlfriend, Ladissa, and left their home. His truck, when his truck was out of gas and he asked for the help of his brother to bring a gas can. So according to this, he just took off and said, look, I'm done. I'm out of here. I'm leaving. Let's, let's get the fuck out. I'm done. So he left, took off in his truck, and unfortunately, his truck ran out of fuel. It happens to some people, not a lot, but it does happen. When Kyle, when Kyle reached Brandon, Brandon was not in his vehicle. They talked on the phone, and a police officer pulled up behind Brandon's truck. Brandon said to Kyle, one time, run. According to Kyle, this means law enforcement, run. Brandon was close enough to see what was happening at his truck, but no one in the, in the picture was ever observed by him. So from my understanding is that when, when his brother, when Kyle finally reached the truck, where the place where Brandon was at, Brandon was not in the truck. However, he, Brandon saw his brother. He called his brother to, so, they can, so they can talk. And shortly after Kyle arriving, the, the sheriff showed up right behind the truck, according to, the, the, the story's going to get more, more, more thing. I'm just, I just, the way that, this, that the information was given to me, it was kind of jumbled, so I had to kind of put it in some sort of order that, that I can put here on the, on the show. So Brandon calls his brother when the sheriff was talking to him and says, one time, run. Brandon said this to his brother, Kyle. So obviously, Brandon was close enough for him to see what was happening in his truck, but no one, the sheriff nor Kyle, can see where Brandon was at. That doesn't make any sense. I mean, if, if, you're, if you're there, why not just come out, get the gas, get the fuel, and, and get out of there? Or even do a little, hey, I'm over here. Look to your left, but don't make it look obvious. Just look over a quarter to your half left by the sun's rotation, and I'm standing right there, man. I'm looking right at you. But don't make it obvious. I don't want the cops to see me for whatever reason. All right, cool. When Kyle denied running from the cop, Brandon hung up on him. This information makes the case even more complicated because Brandon called 911 before Kyle's arrival. So if, if Brandon wanted his brother to run from the cops, why would he have called 911 beforehand? It, I mean, so he's the one, Brandon is the one who called 911 for help to let him know that he was out of fuel. And because of that, the, the dispatcher dispatched a sheriff officer out or a sheriff deputy out there to, to go assist Kyle. Now here, in I don't know if it's all over the United States. I, I honestly don't know. But here in Texas, there are a lot of times cops will pull over and give you a ride out to a gas station to fill up your gas can and give you a ride back to your broke to your car that's out of gas. They will even pull over and block traffic for you while you change your tire. Even even if it's on the side of the road, if a cop has the free time, they will they will they will turn their lights on and assist you to fix your your tire, get you some fuel or whatever the case may be to get you off of the highway or get you out from a desolate road just to get you back on, back going to the direction that you that you need to go. Again, I don't know if they do that all around the United States, but here in Texas, that's one crazy thing that I've noticed is that law enforcement actually pulls over and even changing a tire, they, they assist you. Take, giving you fuel, they'll pick you up and take you out to the fuel station and then bring you back with your, with your gas can. That way you can get on the road or get to the gas station to finish filling up your, your vehicle. Brandon Lawson had an outstanding warrant. Kyle thought this to be the cause that Brandon 
was disappearing from the officer at the scene. He did not know that Brandon had called 911 and did not understand how serious the circumstances were at that time. So you have a you have a warrant, great, but I mean, if if you're concerned about something, just let the cop know, man. Look, I, I well actually I don't know how it works. I, I would have got locked up like Akon. And had I had a warrant and talked and spoken to the to the sheriff's deputy saying, yo, man, I don't want to go to jail. I'm just trying to get home. My, you know, my girlfriend and me had a fight and I'm just trying to get over it. Just let me go. That wouldn't have happened with me. However, with this individual, there is a possibility that that might have happened. But it doesn't make any sense. If you know you have a warrant and you call 911 on yourself, you're already asking for trouble. So why go high, why go and hide and make things worse than what they already are? That doesn't make any sense to me. Again, I'm not law enforcement. I'm not a private investigator. I'm not a detective. I'm not any of the above. The closest thing I can is that I I can cosplay Sherlock Holmes whenever I try to figure out a case. In this case, I'm not even going to try to pull out my cosplay getup. I'm just going to try to go off of what, what we find. When Brandon told Kyle he was bleeding, Kyle thought he had fallen or run into a cactus. Brandon never informed him of an attack or anyone else present that night. So Brandon lets his brother know, look, look, man, I'm bleeding. I need help, but I don't want to get close to the to law enforcement. I, 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 I well, he didn't. Brandon didn't tell Kyle that he had a warrant at the time. Kyle found that out through law enforcement. I'm guessing. But if you're bleeding and you call nine one one on yourself, just man, there's a, there's probably a, a good chance, probably over half, that you're not going to spend the night in jail. Or you just make bail, you make bond, and you're out, and you do whatever you have to do, depending on what the charge is. If it's not a felony warrant, then you're going to be fine. I mean, if it's a misdemeanor, it's just a regular warrant, then it's not a big deal. But I mean, if you're going to call and you tell your brother I'm bleeding, and then you call nine one one, it just doesn't make sense to me. It 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 blows my mind. I'm starting to get a little cramp. My head, my, my there's a pretzel in my head. My my, my head is like a pretzel. You call 911 on yourself, you're out of fuel, you're off off the road, which is safe. You don't want to be next to the road, especially on, a, on the dark, desolate roads here in Texas. It gets pretty dark out here. Just like I'm pretty sure it gets dark in, in a lot of other areas. But I mean, here in Texas, there's no trees. There's no trees to cover the moon, but it's still so freaking dark that it's scary, it's scary dark out here. But I mean, let's sit, let's sit back, let's sit and think about it for a while. This guy, his he ran out of fuel. He's on this. He's on a desolate, road, desolate Texas road. It's the it's nighttime. He told his brother he's bleeding. But right before that, or during the conversation, he tell he, when the sheriff is talking to his brother Kyle, Brandon tells his brother one time run. And then when when his when his brother Kyle refused, Brandon hangs up on him. But Brandon's bleeding, and Brandon called nine one one. For help. So why wouldn't he just go out and get the help and figure out what what to do from there? Hmm. Brandon had been undergoing paranoia that day. He told Kyle that Ladissa had people from their neighborhood had people from their neighborhood after him. Ladissa does not know why Brandon told Ladissa does not know why Brandon said that, and Kyle is adamant that Brandon was simply being paranoid. So now we have a little bit of paranoia mixed in with this. Again, he does have a history, a long extensive history of, of drug use. And for those of you who, who, who might not know or have a, a difficulty correlating the two, with the long, with the long use of, of, of substance abuse, it starts affecting your brain. You, you can get what's sometimes it's called a permanent high, where your brain is just fried and you're in that constant delusional state. It's very common, actually. When I was doing dope my junior, senior year, I was really worried after I stopped doing dope that I was going to suffer from that. I, I mean, I remember after high school, there's a couple of times where I had some delusions and some paranoia and I wasn't even doing drugs anymore. But I think it was the, re- the, the remaining shit that was in my body to trying to get out. But I mean, Brandon said that Brandon had been going under paranoia. He told Kyle that Ladissa had people from their neighborhood chasing him or that they were after him. So, I mean, 
there's obviously some paranoia unless we unless Ladissa is a lot more his girlfriend or his fiance or his wife. His I don't know where she is. Is a lot has some sort of evil plot against him, some ploy. And maybe she really did have people from the neighborhood. Maybe she was having an affair on him. And he started to figure out. And so she had his her 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 Sancho's boys to go after him. And for those of you who don't know what a Sancho is, that's the mister. That's the that's that's the affair. Whoever you're cheating on, that's Sancho. If it's a guy, it's a Sancho. If it's a girl, it's a Sancha. So the mistress or the mister or whatever, or whatever they call it here in English. So that's a possibility, but I'm not going to make that assumption. I'm not going to make that statement. I'm not going to say that that is word and that's bond because we don't know. Nobody knows that there's not much information on the, on the girlfriend's or fiance's side. There's just not that much information. Law enforcement initially doubted that Kyle was involved, either by helping Brandon run away or due to foul play. Kyle agreed to take a polygraph. He has been administered to and passed both polygraphs. So even, even from the get-go, they, weren't, they, they doubted that his brother had any involvement in helping Brandon leave and avoid, and avoid uh, the, the repercussions for his warrant. Law enforcement also doubted that there was any foul play that, play that Kyle was involved in. And to ensure and make sure that they have that in writing, they administered his brother two polygraph tests, which he passed with no, with no problem, apparently. But my question is, if his brother, I mean, I, I love my brother. I love my brother to death. I really do. But I can't even say that because when he was moving up to Washington, his his car broke down and I drove roughly, what, I think it was almost two hours to go pick him up. I mean, that's a little bit of a different situation. He was coming towards Washington. He wasn't leaving from his home like this guy was leaving San Angelo. But I mean, it's all confusing. He called the cops on himself. He called 911, even though he has a warrant. He told his brother that he was bleeding. He told his brother to run from the cops. Hung up on his brother when his brother didn't run from the cops. Was able to see the brother, his truck, and the sheriff. But didn't come out from the darkness to go speak to them. So where did he disappear from? Where, where did the Brandon Lawson disappear from? We understand that he, he was here in Texas. We, we, we understand. We, have, we know that much. But the terrain that he was in, the area that he was in, the terrain in the area where Brandon disappeared is extremely rough. It's known to be inhabited by wild hogs and rattlesnakes. This is Brandon's last known location. He was right next to the Colorado River, which was experiencing severe droughts at the time. Now, I don't know how it is in, in a lot of states. I just know for for uh, firsthand account that California, especially Bakersfield, the Kern County area, they have some pretty big hogs there. And I'm pretty sure there's feral hogs all around the United States. I know especially in Florida, they have some. I know down in the South, they have some. I know in Texas, the wild hogs are extremely fucking aggressive. There was a, a pack of wild hogs. I don't know if they're hogs or if they're a herd of hogs. I don't know what you call a, a bunch of hogs. But they killed this lady in Houston. She went outside. There was a bunch of hogs in her front yard. And in her mind, because she's like, well, they're fucking hogs. She tried to shoo them away and they attacked her. These, these hogs gang jumped her and, and killed her. They, they, they fucking mutilated her. And so... By them saying that the area that he was in, that the area that he became missing, and, and it being inhabited by wild hogs, hogs are especially active at night for some reason. I remember driving down the highway in, in the back roads of, of Texas, the, the, the Texas plains, the country roads, whatever you want to call them. Now, I remember having to drop down from, from 55, 60 miles an hour down to 35 miles per hour just so I can avoid the piles of hogs that were walking through the streets and on the side of the road. And these aren't little hogs. These hogs are like two, 300 pounds. These are big goddamn hogs. Just big, beefy, big, beefy mother hogs. I mean, and then they had the little babies walking right behind them. 
So, I mean, there is a possibility that he was taken out by Mother Nature. And then you get, you step on a rattlesnake in the middle of the night, rattlesnake's going to get you. If a rattlesnake is sleeping and they don't feel you coming, they're not going to rattle for you. If you step on a snake and they get you, then you're going to get eaten by hogs. So that's very believable that in that area, Mother Nature took care of him. Texas took care of him. Texas said, look, man, natural selection isn't working quick enough, so let me get my, here's my chance. And Texas said, boom, I got one for you, boy. And he paid the Grim Reaper. The river was said to be knee-deep at, at its highest. Some listeners of the 911 call believe they can hear gunshots in the background. Kyle says that the noise of cars driving on the bridge... Kyle says that's the noise of cars driving on the bridge over the Colorado River. So I am actually going to play the 911 call for you at the end of this episode. I, 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 found the, I found the 911 call. It's quite bizarre. Well, I'll, I'll play the whole entire thing. It's pretty trippy. But if you listen close, there, there is some popping... In the background, are they gunshots? I don't know. I mean, I'm from the hood and I hear the pop, 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 and I, I kind of know what it is. But in this case, it's real. I mean, it's a it's a really bad phone call just for the area that the phone call was was made. And back in 2013, I mean, the cell phone technology and 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 uh, the antennas and satellites weren't they weren't as good as they are now. But I mean, if he's involved in drugs, is it paranoia that he pissed somebody off or was there a hit put out on him? Some way, somewhere, either way, something happened to this guy and nobody knows exactly what happened. And he's been missing since 2013. There's no case, there's no sign, there's no nothing about this, about Brandon Lawson. The area where Brandon disappeared has been searched many times, both on foot and from a bird eye, bird's eye view. Thermal imaging cameras, plane searches, and cadaver dogs were all used in the days after. A PI hired by the Lawsons also searched via helicopter. So now this, see, this right here is what has me scratching my head even more. The area where he disappeared was searched many times, both on foot and from a bird's eye view. Thermal imaging cameras on the planes were used. You know, that's, that's, not, a, that's not a big deal to me. Because if there's a dead body, then, you know, the body's going to lose its heat and it's going to be cold. So thermal imaging isn't going to be able to pick up a dead body. But what, but what piques my interest is that a cadaver dog or that cadaver dogs, multiple, plural, were all used in the days after he was reported missing. Meaning that there was maybe a one to three day span to where Brandon may have been able to go fall dead somewhere or... What happened to his body if they were? See, but a cadaver dog can pick up on the smallest little little bit of human remains. That's why they're called cadaver dogs. They're trained to pick up dead bodies and dead pieces of human. So if there's multiple cadaver dogs searching for Brandon Lawson, and not even the dogs can find him, what happened to him? Where did he go? See, this whole case right here is bizarre to me. We okay, so he got in a fight with he, he was in a fight with his with his uh, fiance or his girlfriend or his wife, whatever. We're gonna, we're just gonna call her his wife. He ran out of fuel, called nine one one on himself, hid from law enforcement and his brother, told him to lead. To, he told his brother to run from the cops. He was able to see the brother and the sheriff, but didn't come forward. And now he's missing. Cadaver dogs can't find him, and neither can a foot search and rescue find any show or any remains that Brandon was in the area. So there's a lot of odd behavior. I mean, it just doesn't make any sense. Things aren't adding up. I smell that there's foul play. You know, I, I don't I don't know if I'm accurate on that, but it just seems like something super fishy is going on. Did he fake his death? No, because they didn't, he didn't even fake his death because they didn't even, he's not declared dead. He's still declared missing even from 2013. I don't, I don't know the legal days or years or months, however, that someone is gone before they are legally pronounced dead. I don't know. But he's been missing since 2013. It's just, all this is just weird. 
There's no body to be found. There's no sign of decapitation, dismemberment. There's not even a trace of blood that the cadaver dogs picked up on. Not one. But no one can find him. So there's a lot of odd behavior adding up into this whole mix, too. Let's, let's read a little more about the odd behavior. According to the San Angelo News article, Brandon withdraws from his 401k before his disappearance. This is approved by Ladissa in the article, though she is unaware whether he got the money. His last paycheck was directly deposited on the night he went missing, and Brandon never withdrew that money. Now, if you know, if anybody has ever withdrew from their 401k, you know that it takes some time, and then once it's approved, then it hits your bank. Fine. But why go through all that hassle to try to withdraw from your 401k and then not pick up the money? See, this is, again, why I feel that there's some foul play. If you need that much money to withdraw from your 401k, are you using it to pay somebody off? Are you using it to start a whole new life? Are you using it to, to buy safety? But I mean, it doesn't make any sense. He ran out of fuel, but he had money in his bank account that he could have withdrew it and, and filled up his truck. But he did it. He just continued driving until he ran out of fuel. Again, I mean, here in Texas, depending on where you're going, fuel stations are very far and few in between. That I, I can vouch for that. Whenever I'm driving long distance through the backcountry roads, then I, I seriously worry about running out of fuel and having to call a record to come give me some fuel because it, it, it's very, I mean, what I'm talking about is very far and few in between. It might not be for several, several hundred miles until the next town that you might not, that you might find some, some fuel. So, I mean, I, I couldn't understand that, but if you knew you're going to go on, you're, you're leaving, why not fill up your truck? Hell, I when even though I know I'm gonna be I'm going further up the road, I want to make sure that I have at least a half a tank of fuel so I can make sure that I don't have to stop. None of Brandon's things, such as his phones, keys, or wallet, have ever been recovered. After helicopter hunts, the Coke County Sheriff says that there was no sign of a struggle. One place underneath a tree seemed to have indention impressions, indentation impressions. The sheriff said this may be where Brandon bent to watch Kyle and the officer at his truck. So everything's missing. There's no phone. There's no keys. There's not even a wallet. The closest thing that they had to identify that Kyle was in the area, oh, sorry, that Brandon was in the area, was that there were some indentation impressions under a tree where Brandon bent to watch Kyle and the officer at his truck. But there's no money, no keys, no wallet, nothing. Either he was abducted by goddamn, oh my gosh. Yo, what if this was an alien abduction? What, what happens if on that night, in 2013, in the, in the open country roads up out there in, in, in the San Angelo area, he was abducted by aliens. That's why there's no, there's no footprints, there's no blood, there's no body, there's no evidence, there's nothing. I mean, you guys know that I like aliens. I love aliens. But is this a clear sign of an, of an alien abduction? I mean, look, they, they, we'll, we'll talk about it. Okay, let, let, me, let me continue. Let me continue. Between approximately 10.45 and 11 p.m., Lawson and Lofton argued. Lawson had not returned home the night before, and Lofton believed that Lawson was on drugs at the time. Lawson, Lawson or Lofton is uh, his, his wife. So between 10.45 and 11 p.m. that night of his, of his, or the night of his disappearance, he did not return home the night before. And so when he showed up, his wife was pissed and accused him of being on drugs. Again, I mean, he does have a history of substance abuse. Even though he had been sober for about six months, that doesn't matter. You can still relapse at any given... I mean, it's literally a blink of an eye and you can relapse. At a blink of an eye, you're in the back alleys taking a penis in your mouth just for another hit. Just at a blink of an eye, even though you were clean for five, 10 years. That's the, that's the crippling disease and the, and the reality of addiction. At the time, Lawson had 
ongoing issues with substance abuse, but had been clean for about six months. Lawson's brother, Kyle, Lawson's, Brandon's brother, Kyle, later claimed that Brandon had taken methamphetamines shortly before his disappearance. Now, I don't know for a lot of you who know about methamphetamines, but methamphetamine is a hell of a drug or the street name is called crank, crank or meth. Ice. You know, the, the white pony. Crystal. If now, I, I, it's no secret. I've been very open about my drug use in in the past. I, I again, for my junior senior year, I was a, I was a full blown drug addict. I've I used a lot of different drugs a lot of times for the full two years. And I tell you, methamphetamine made me the most paranoid and the most confused individual ever. And I and this, this is even when I used coke, I had smoked uh, some KJ. I dropped some some acid. I, I've done a lot of stuff, but when I was on methamphetamine specifically, it made me so confused and paranoid. The, 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 the correlation between reality and fiction was so, so close. Yeah, I couldn't tell the difference a lot of times. And so a lot of times I would talk to my friends about something like, dude, what the fuck are you talking about? And when I tried to explain it to them, they're like, dude, I have no idea what you're talking about. That, that's not real. And so if his brother was on methamphetamine, matter of fact, you know what? There was a case in, I want to say, it's somewhere up north, somewhere where it's, it's super cold, where it snows and blizzards, where they get feet and feet of snow. And there was this gal who was, who was uh, uh, high off of meth. She locked herself in her car. Again, she's high off of meth, called 911, saying that she's trapped inside of her car and she can't get out. Or she's trapped under, uh, I think she said she was trapped in a building and couldn't get out of the building because the building had collapsed or she was under some, some rubble. Well, to find out when the cops showed up, she had frozen to death. Her, her keys were in the ignition. She had almost, she had three quarters of a tank of fuel. All she had to do was turn on the car and kick the heater on and she would have survived. But she was so, she was so high and so out of touch with reality that she didn't know that she was in her car. And she froze to death, froze to death in a car with fuel in it. It just, meth is a hell of a drug. So if he's on meth, the bizarre behavior makes sense. Around 11.30 p.m., Brandon Lawson called his father in Crowley, Texas, about a three-hour drive from San Angelo, and told him he was coming to his house. At 11.54 p.m., Lawson left his home to go to his father's house, driving his silver Ford F-150. So after the fight, his, his, uh, Brandon said, look, man, I'm, I'm leaving the house. I don't want to be around you anymore. This is stressful. I'm leaving. I'm going to go stay with my brother in North Texas. Or say, I'm going to stay with my father in North Texas. So we called his father, said, look, dad, I'm going to drive out to your house, three-hour drive. I'm there. Don't trip, boo. I'm, I'm there, dad. At about 12.30 a.m. on August 9th, Lawson called Kyle and told him he had run out of gas and was pulled over on U.S. Route 277 between San Angelo and Bront, Texas. Kyle claimed that during the call, Lawson told him that three explicitives were, chased, were chasing me out of town. Kyle later clarified, saying that, his, that Brandon said the Mexicans in his neighborhood were chasing him out of town. Kyle asked if he was hallucinating, which Brandon denied. So, I mean, it's no secret, okay? We know that cartels are alive and well, and they, and they operate all around the United States. We know that. We know that there's a lot of street gangs that operate for the cartels as well. It's not a secret. Especially down here in Texas, being so close to Juarez, which, one is, is which, which is one of the most dangerous cities in Mexico, voted year after year. I don't know about this year, but I know the last few years it was voted the worst city in Mexico. It was the most violent. I mean, we're right next to it. I mean, there's, uh, I mean, there, we're McAllen down in the valley. There's, we're, right, we're right on the border where a lot of crime happens. I mean, it's the border. They want to get their drugs into the United States. That, you know, that's understandable. And so him saying that he's being chased by Mexicans out of town is not far-fetched. It's not something that's unbelievable, especially, 
if Brandon was a known drug addict. You try to burn someone for dope, especially for a large amount, they're going to come back and fuck you up. That's the, that's the rules of the game. That is street law. You're not going to try to rob me to get high and not pay the debt. You're going to get fucked up. I'm going to pay, I'm going to collect with interest. That's the bottom line. So him saying that he was being chased out of his town by Mexicans, which I'm sure explicit is, well, he did not just say Mexicans. I'm pretty sure he made a racial slur. It's not, it's not unbelievable that Brandon was legitimately chased out of town by some sort of Hispanic or Latino gang. That's especially on San Angelo. I mean, San Angelo isn't, isn't super close to the border. But again, it's Texas. It's not difficult to get from the border all across Texas. And with, you know, I mean, it takes a couple of days. <laughs> Texas is huge, but... It's not far-fetched for cartels to operate in multiple cities all across the United States. That's not, especially, I mean, different cities here in, in Texas, it's not unbelievable. And if, if a cartel group or cartel associates, we'll say third-party cartel contractors, made their home in his San Angelo neighborhood in where he was staying at, and he was buying dope from them and didn't pay or try to rob them or get over them. It's not, again, it's not unbelievable that they chased him out of town trying to kill him. That might be, I mean, that's, a, oh my gosh. Okay, well, let's, let's continue. And his brother, knowing that he was on drugs, asked him, are you hallucinating? His brother's like, Brandon says, no, man, I'm not. These Mexicans are really chasing me out of town. Kyle, along with his wife and four-year-old child, drove to Lofton's house and retrieved a fuel container. Kyle said they continued to make calls to each other, but Lawson wouldn't hold a conversation with him, usually ending the call after a few sentences. When you're on meth, it's really difficult to stay focused. When you're on meth, you have other, you have other things on your mind and you just can't focus. Makes sense. But if you're being chased or if, if some, somebody's after you, wouldn't you want to stay on the line? In order for you to give people accurate information and updated information so they can help catch or help rescue and make you safe. But again, if you're on meth, you don't think rationally. At 12.50 a.m., Lawson call, Brandon called 911, which rang at a local nursing home in Robert, Robert Lee, Texas. And he told the responder that he had run out of gas and that he needed the police. Again, there was the police call for the 911 saying, hey, yo, I need help. Again, here in Texas, I don't know about the United States, it's not uncommon for you to call law enforcement to help you out with roadside assistance. It's not uncommon. But if he called the cops on himself saying that he needed help, why hide from law enforcement? Well, number one, he was high on meth. Okay, so that makes sense. But number two, you called him on yourself. During the call, Lawson made several confused or incoherent statements, including, yes, I'm in the middle of a field, inaudible, then there's some inaudible sound, pull some guys over right here going toward Abilene on both sides, and my truck ran out of gas. What the fuck does that even mean? Yes, I'm in the middle of a field, pull some guys over right here going toward Abilene on both sides and my truck ran out of gas. All right, so you pull some guys over heading out to Abilene. What, what the fuck does that mean? I don't, I don't get what you're trying to tell me, boy. There's one car here. The guy's chasing and then there's inaudible sounds to the woods. Please hurry. Several minutes later at 12.56 a.m., a trucker called 911 to report Lawson's truck, which was parked in a hazardous manner on the road. So Brandon calls and says, there's one car here. The guy's chasing to the guy's chasing me to the woods. Please hurry. And then several minutes later, a fellow truck driver called 911 to report Lawson's truck, which was parked in a hazardous manner on the road. What the hell? Again, I, I, if, if you're involved in some bad shit on the streets, it might catch up to you depending on how deep you're into it. In this case, he might actually have been someone was collecting on his debts or he was abducted by aliens. I mean, think of, there's no sign. There's no signs of his body. There's no other tire tracks. There's no sign of a struggle. There's no blood. There's no ripped clothing. There's nothing there. Not even his wallet, keys, or cell phone were found. 
you would think that at least some way through the struggle that his keys would have fallen or they would have left his wallet, even though there was there might have might not have been anything left inside. Maybe some ripped clothes, even the blood from getting a few uh, knowledge lumps right in the mouth. But I think it's, I think it's aliens, unless whoever took him clearly abducted him with with precision with like the most OCD precision. So he's nowhere to be found. We're, we're, we're establishing that. We, we know that he made phone calls. We knew, we know that he was able to see his brother Kyle and the sheriff deputy from his truck, but he refused to go make contact with his brother and the sheriff, even though he was just a few hundred yards away, maybe even, maybe even less than that. We don't know exactly. We just know that he was some yards away from making contact with his brother and law enforcement. But even though he called law enforcement on himself, he refused to interact with them. I mean, he had a warrant and he was high on meth. It makes sense. He was going to go to jail. Between 12.50 a.m. and 1.15 a.m., Lawson received... I'm going to call him Lawson. We're going to call him Brandon. Between 12.50 a.m. and 1.15 a.m., Lawson made... Brandon made... Jesus, Christmas trees. Brandon received and made several calls with his brother, his girlfriend, his neighbor, and the 911 dispatcher. Though his poor cell phone reception caused several of these calls to go straight to voicemail, and after 1.19 a.m., all calls to his phone went straight to voicemail. So between 12.50, what is that? Is that uh, 1, 5, what is that? Let me see, hold on, hold on, hold on. One. 10. So that's 25, a 25 minute span. He made, he received and made several phone calls with his brother, his girlfriend, his neighbor, and the 911 dispatcher. And because Texas has really poor reception on the back country roads, several of the calls were dropped or went straight to voicemail, pretty much to voicemail. And then at 1.19 a.m., all calls to his phone went straight to voicemail from there on. I mean, I, I, I don't even know if he was walking around talking about, can you hear me now? 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 I don't even know if he, if he, if he did that, but still, that's a shitload of phone calls from a short amount of time to make and receive, and nobody can find out where he was. Nobody can get an actual, an, an accurate location for him. It, again, this is a bizarre case, and now now I understand why my my coworker told me, "Man, you should check this out." At around 1:18 a.m., Kyle called Brandon, who sounded out of breath and claimed he was bleeding. Shortly after 1 a.m., a sheriff's deputy arrived at Brandon's truck, though Brandon wasn't there. We already established that. But what from what was he? What was he? What was he bleeding from, though? Well, that's what he said. I mean, he might have been attacked or Brandon might have uh, ran into a cactus or something. Kyle arrived at the truck at around 1.10 a.m. At the time, he was on the phone with Brandon, who told him, I can see you. I'm right here. But neither the deputy nor Kyle could see him. Again, why? I mean, if you, if you can see the people who are out there to help you, why not go and make contact it just doesn't make any sense. I mean, okay, you have a warrant and you're high off of meth, but still, man, you're in the middle of a Texas country country field in a plane with 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 wild animals around that can that can fuck you up. At the time of the disappearance, Lawson had an active arrest warrant on him, and Kyle thought that he may have been hiding from the deputy. After talking to the officer, Kyle drove a short distance up the road and parked the car to wait for Lawson to appear. Though after about 30 to 45 minutes, Kyle left. See, now that's suspicious to me too. After, well, I mean, I understand he took his, his kid with him. Okay, I understand that. But like I said, I, I love my brother. And if my brother called me, then I'm waiting longer than 30 to 45 minutes. I want to figure out where he's at and, hey, man, let's go home. You're, you're not well. We need to find out what is exactly going on with you. I'm not just going to leave after 30 to 45 minutes. I'm going to be there for, for a fucking marathon. Like I'm on a stakeout. 
I'm not just going to abandon ship and take off. <sighs> just crazy. Kyle left the gas can in the back of Lawson's truck and later returned to the truck around 5, 5 a.m. where he was surprised that Lawson had not returned. How do you know? Around 8 a.m., the truck was towed. How does, how does Kyle know that Brandon didn't return? You can't, you, you don't know that. that that's a four-hour span. He left 30, 45 minutes, so he left around 2 a.m. That's three hours Brandon could have returned to the truck. And what if somebody was waiting for him by the truck? Or they were blocking his, 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 they were blocking his route to his truck. You don't know that. So let's go into some theories. We know that he's gone. So let, let's figure out what's, what's going on here. So there, of course, with every missing persons case, there's going to be a handful of theories trying to figure out why, why he was gone, what happened to him, and exactly what the deal is. So theory number one, he was murdered. Again, that's, that's the same thing that I'm thinking is that he was murdered. But who would murder him? There's, I mean, murder doesn't have, I mean, it just depends on what you did. So the theory that Brandon was murdered is backed by the following facts. Brandon told in the 911 call that he was not alone. He pushed some guys over on both sides. This implies that he was in the presence of more than one person. He goes on to say that one person was following him and another one was doing something in the department of moving towards, of moving towards it, perhaps. We may never know. So he goes on to say that one person was following him and another one was doing something in the department moving towards, moving, they were moving towards him in the same fashion. I don't know why they worded it that way. It's fucking stupid. So he pushed some guys over on both sides, meaning that he was driving erratically. Now, Texas has some wild, wild, some wild road rage out here. It, I mean, it's, it's one of the things that people tell you is don't honk at people here in Texas because you might get shot. I mean, pretty much a lot of, a vast majority of people in Texas carry guns. And the last thing you want to do is catch someone on a bad day. They pull out a gun and shoot you. I mean, it, it ha it's happened before. It's happened several times out here. So that's not a far-fetched plan. Or not plan, that, that's, not a, that's not a far-fetched theory. So based on the 911 call, Brandon ran into these people, though it's ran into these people, though it's not obvious exactly what that suggests. Some have recommended he physically ran into another vehicle or hit an actual person, but there was nothing seen at the scene to suggest either scenario had happened. So you can throw that out the way that he crashed into people. Just there's no signs of damage on his vehicle. If so, then that would have been on the police report, which if you look at the police report. There was no visible signs of damage to his vehicle, no signs of struggle. There was no signs of even a physical altercation. So we can throw that out the window. He didn't reckon to anyone. Did he run people off the road? That could quite possibly be very true. So he also asked for the help of the police. We, I mean, he was on the side of the road. All right. He told Kyle he was bleeding. Why was he bleeding? Did he trip and fall into a precipice? Did he bust his head on something? When you're high off of meth, you don't really know where you get injured from. Brandon mentioned to his brother Kyle that the Mexicans in the neighborhood were after him. However, no one knew who he was pointing to and his truck broke down in an isolated area, not a neighborhood. That doesn't mean anything. Just because your truck didn't break down in a neighborhood doesn't mean that people weren't, weren't after you. It just doesn't make any sense. I mean, you could... You can break down 20 miles or 100 miles away from where you're being chased. That's why you're being chased. So, I mean, I'm not going to rule out that he was being chased by Mexicans, especially if he had done, a, if he made a bad deal with cartel associates or drug dealers for that case, and they want to collect their money. And if they're not going to collect them, then they're going to get physical payment from him. Literally, they're going to beat the shit out of him until they feel, they, they feel the debt has been repaid. Maybe Brandon wasn't ready for that type of ass whooping, so he went on the run. And karma caught up to him. During an interview with Kyle on the Crossbase podcast, Kyle said Brandon informed him that Ledessa got the aforementioned Mexicans from the neighborhood to follow him out of town. 
Two were still chasing him, but a third one had been pulled over by a state trooper. Hmm. So now Kyle is stating, his brother stating that on a when when he was interviewed on a podcast that Brandon informed him that Ledessa, that his his girlfriend, had the Mexicans from his neighborhood to follow him out of town. So is there an affair? Was was his wife cheating on him with a drug dealer or someone who was involved in a Mexican gang? Or if you know Mexicans, they, their family just rolls deep and their brothers and cousins are willing to do anything stupid just because of respect and because they got their each other's back. So now the theories that I have are he made a bad drug deal, his wife was having an affair and wanted him gone, or he was abducted by aliens. Either three of the scenarios, could be, the theories could be true. Two of them were still chasing him, but a third one had been pulled over by a state trooper. Okay. A second voice may have been recorded on the 911 call. So there's a possibility of more than one voice being heard on this 911 call. I didn't really get to hear it. It's a really bad, bad quality, but when I play it for you, you be the judge and let me know. That way we can be on the same page and I can I can agree. If you once you hear this audio, let me know. Graveyardgrumbler at mail.com. Again, graveyardgrumbler at mail.com. Or you can just answer, uh, direct message me on Instagram, graveyardgrumbler podcast. And let me know if you can hear a second voice. I didn't hear it. It it might have been. And I'm listening to it in a studio headphones. So it might have been another voice, but I don't know. It's kind of it's kind of iffy on that one. So theory number two, he ran away. Brandon had some important reasons to run away. First, there was his warrant, which gave a sentence of 2 to 20 years in prison. However, he was out on bond, so he was likely looking at more punishment time served or a very short sentence. So either way, he was going to go back to jail. Depending on his crime and depending on what type of warrant that was, he was looking at anywhere from 2 to 20 years in prison. So he said, fuck this, I'm out. Which is, I mean, I know people personally who've ran from the cops from just serving a year in prison. Don't do the crime if you can't do the time. Don't get involved in the drugs if you're not willing to do the tugs, bro. I I don't know what that meant. That didn't make any sense to me. But I mean, it, it, it makes sense why he would run away. But if Brandon was back on drugs and tested positive for a substance, that could have hindered his chances of merely extending his probation and may have placed him behind bars. You test dirty when you're on when you're on bond, you're done. <laughs> so is it possible that Brandon pretended pretended his own death abduction to avoid his legal problems? Absolutely. Absolutely. There's people who would rather die than go to prison, and I don't blame them. Brandon's family has said, however, that Brandon had already done time in state prison and was not afraid of having to go back. Well, there goes that theory. So I guess I should have read before I, I said something, right? But that's what makes my podcast great. That's why you guys like it. So, I mean, those, those are still my theories. His wife was having an affair on him. She wanted him out of the picture, wanted to scare him out of the relationship. Number two, he made a bad, he made bad deals or owed a lot of money to local drug dealers who happened to be in a Mexican gang. And they wanted to fuck him up and or kill him. Or he was abducted by aliens, which I'm still not, I'm not... I'm not throwing the alien theory out the window. I, I think I'm onto something with the alien theory. Since there have been no clues that Brandon Lawson started a new life, the logical end, if you think he was on the run, is that he disappeared somewhere and died there. No, he was abducted by aliens. He's in a spaceship way out of our our Earth right now. He's probably hemmed up in some cage being used as a science experiment right now. I don't think he started a new life. I, I don't think a meth head would be able to keep that sort of identity up for too long without being discovered. I, I just don't think that's possible. I do believe that he might have died somewhere and then just the, the natural selection of Earth took care of him. The natural rules. I mean, we have some, some ground feeders. I mean, we have a shitload of buzzards out here. We have buzzards that are, that are as big as fucking kids out here. And small children, of course. I'm not talking about like a full-grown child, like 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 a toddler. They're, they're about that tall. We have some big we have some big buzzards out here. 
So I mean, I I don't doubt that if he died somewhere, that or that the that Mother Nature took care of his body. So number three, drugs. Brandon's brother, Kyle, has stated on numerous podcasts that his brother was a user of meth who and who was high at the time of his disappearance. Again, meth is a hell of a drug and it will do some crazy shit to your head. It does not allow you to think coherently. The, 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 the lines between fiction and reality are completely blurred and it, it, you're, you're incoherently making decisions in a fictional world. Trust me, I've been there. Luckily, I wasn't, I didn't end up somewhere in a ditch out there in Kern County in Bakersfield. I'm very thankful, but I could have easily had the same outcome as this guy, Brandon. According to Kyle, Brandon's argument with Ladissa was about drugs. It shows that Brandon had tried to score some meth earlier in the day and was trying to reveal, trying to reveal his brother into helping him get some. Kyle also mentioned that Brandon had done meth on the night of his disappearance. So, so the fight that between him and his wife, which again, the affair could, could has easily been that his Ladissa was tired of being with the drug addict. She wanted someone who was on the straight and narrow and decided, yo, I don't want to be with you anymore. I want someone better. And so his brother, it shows that Brandon had tried to score some meth and then was trying, then Kyle or Brandon was trying to convince Kyle to help him score some more dope, some more meth. And then it also mentioned that Kyle, that Brandon, that Kyle mentioned that Brandon was high on meth the night of his disappearance. Do we know that for a fact? No, that's just words given by Kyle. We don't know because we don't have a body to do a toxicology report. There was no, there was no drug paraphernalia inside of the vehicle either. I, I'm not, I'm not canceling, I'm not canceling the fact that he had possibly done some methamphetamine once a drug addict always a drug addict you're going to try you're going to relapse if you do then it, it, you're, you're going to use i mean i'm not saying that that all drug addicts or or recovering addicts are going to relapse but there's a strong possibility the percentage statistics are outrageous on the chances of relapse so yes it could have been very easily especially if him and his wife were were, fi- were fighting about his drug use and explains why he didn't come home the night before because he was on a drug binge when Kyle was asked to, when Kyle was asked, when Kyle was asked to Brandon and Ladissa's home after the couple argued, Ladissa informed him that Brandon was flipping out and tripping. Classic signs of of methamphetamine use. Flipping out and tripping, you get you you, you get paranoid and you start flying off the handle, thinking that something might have occurred. In his nervous, paranoid state, it's possible that Brandon wandered off somewhere to hide and submitted to the elements or to a drug overdose. He could fall in, he could have fallen in the water and drowned for all we know. Is that possible? But I mean, the cadaver dogs would have found him. That's what I'm saying. The cadaver dogs would have found some sort of evidence within those few days. I mean, they, they, they searched by helicopter. The cadaver dogs were up and down the river, the Colorado River. And they found no signs of his body, no nothing, not even a hint of blood, no vomit, nothing. There wasn't even a stench in the wind in the, in the open Texas plains. There's, there was none. Again, aliens, man, aliens. It just, it, it, um, I, just, I just can't wrap my head around the theories. I mean, all theories are, are, good, are good ones. I don't know. Let's continue. Or Brandon was all was involved in a drug deal gone bad while he was high. But again, where is the proof of a crime and where his body? It look, check it out. Whoever wrote this shit, and I don't even know where I got this from. If there was a bad drug deal, and you were being chased, do you think that these drug dealers or the or whoever these people are are going to leave evidence of the crime? You are full of shit, man. They're going to follow the person. They're going to abduct him, take him back to wherever they're going to take him and dispose of him in the proper way. So that is another possibility as far as the theory that he was in a bad drug deal. And he was taken away by whoever he was taken away by and they disposed of him neatly and properly. I mean, that's probably a little more believable than aliens, but I'm still going with the alien theory. So you don't need signs of, of, of a crime to be committed in order to be taken by a drug dealer 
or by multiple people in order to pay back the the, the debt or the, trying to get they're trying to recover whatever losses that you that you made for them. There's no specific crime that needs to be committed. It's just that's the rules of the land. That that's 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 the game. Graveyard Grumbler's final wrap. Let's let's go, let's go ahead and wrap this episode up. We're, we're not going to figure out where he went. Although, I mean, just crazy. In more than seven years since Brandon Lawson, Brand, since Brandon went missing, family and friends have never stopped searching for the young man who had so much promise, yet was in the cruel grip of drugs. Still, much has changed over the years. Most notably, Ladissa Lofton got married in May 2019. She moved on. There's nothing wrong with that. Brandon was was high on well, Brandon was on drugs the night he disappeared. He was hallucinating and paranoid. He walked off somewhere and either succumbed to the elements, drowned, or was fatally wounded. I don't think that that is what happened. I, I, I here's my two theories. My two theories is that she, that he made a bad deal with some bad people. He was picked up on the side of the road. Whoever, whoever was looking for him found him. They picked him up. He was gone. And they disposed of him without any trace. Or he was abducted by aliens. Yes, I know I mentioned earlier that he might have died or whatever and, and the, the hogs and the snakes and the buzzards would have taken care of him. But again... Animals work fast, but they don't work that fast. If the cadaver dogs were searching for him within days of his disappearance in that area, they would have found some traces of dead body or some sort of human remains in that area. Again, that's why they were cadaver dogs. Texas is, is, a, is an amazing place. I love Texas so much. I mean, I, I could do without the politics. I could do with a lot of shit that happens here in Texas. But overall, I do really like Texas. However. On that note, Texas is a very dangerous place, especially being so close to Mexico and the amount of crime that occurs here in Texas. Texas is a humongous state. And for people who believe that that cartels and drug local drug dealers or gangs aren't involved in cartels are in are delusional. They're living in fantasy island. So my theory, and I believe this is the most relatable theory, and this is probably the most accurate one, was that Brandon racked up a huge bill, knew something or saw something regarding some drug dealers who were involved in, who were involved with the cartel, like a third party cartel. They needed to get rid of him to either collect a debt, make an example or silence him. And he tried to run away. They followed him, found him on the desolate road, kidnapped him or abducted him, took him probably over the border and just got rid of him. Now, the side theory or, or, or to add to that theory, which may be possible or may not be a possibility, is that his girlfriend was involved romantically with someone who had the power to get him missing. And I'm not, I'm not saying because there wasn't really much information on the girlfriend, but that, that is a possibility. But my number one possibility, my number one theory is that he, he was mixed in with the wrong crowd. They wanted him gone either, again, to collect a debt or to prove a point. And they, 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 they took him away. That's why there's no signs of, of there's no struggle. There's no body. There's nothing. He, he, was, he was taken away. Thailand has him now. You know? I, I, just, I, just don't think, I just don't think any other theory is truthful. Yeah, he was high on drugs, which made him even more likely to mess shit up and be dealt with in, in an inappropriate manner. So, that was a good episode. I like that episode. That was a good one. Announcements. Podcast starting on the 17th of January. The podcast will be released on Tuesdays now since my schedule is going to be changing. I'm going to have Sunday, Monday, Tuesday off. 
or my for my live radio show on radioking.com. I will be doing that on Monday mornings now to start your Monday off right and well. Give you a little bit of humor on the on Monday. That way you can start your week off strong and happy instead of being you know, dreadful and, and pissed off. My Patreon is still up. The link is in the show notes. Click. I have one tier. I release a bunch of other stuff on there. I appreciate everyone. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for allowing me to have a platform for two years of podcasting. I've been podcasting for two years now. Jesus Christ. It's a long time. I'm on episode 93. I'm thinking about doing something really special for episode 100. I just haven't figured it out yet. I'll probably do something that got me, that helped me get started, which would be something super paranormal. I'm, I'm making my way back there. I'm making my way downtown. That's all I know. Other than that, there's no other announcements. I appreciate everyone from the bottom of my heart. Thank you so, so much. Please share, share, share my podcast. Tune into the live radio show. It helps me blow up. I, I want to be big in this industry. I'm the king of radio, king of podcasts, and I really need your help to make sure that I clean my throne. Other than that, there's no other announcements. Thank you from the bottom of my heart again. I appreciate everybody so, so much for tuning in. Each and every one of my listeners, you mean so much to me. And as always, good morning, good day, good night, goodbye. Nine, two thousand, thirteen, zero, fifty, and thirty-eight seconds. Nine one emergency. Yes, I'm in the middle of the field. It's like we're just pushing guys over. We're out here going towards javelin on both sides. My truck ran out of gas. There's one car here. Got shaken to the woods. Please hurry. Okay, now, run that by me. No, we're not talking to him. Hi, so you ran into him. Ah, you ran into him, okay. That's the first guy. Do you need an ambulance? No, I need the cops. Okay. Is anybody hurt? Hello? Hello?